The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Welcome back. Yes, very appropriate today. Your dreams were your ticket. Not just welcome back from hour one. But welcome back from uh, we weren't here yesterday, a little day off, uh, not for any exciting and fun, enjoyable reason, but because Mr. Slider was uh, recuperating from that thing that is going around, whatever it is. And uh, you do it just you just kind of rested and uh, aspirin or something. What'd you do? I just slept. I mean, I just ab- absolutely slept. And then uh, when I woke up, uh, I ate Jello. Didn't didn't really. Uh, have a big appetite, but I must have been hungry, Howard, because I ate the whole thing of Jello, <laughs> and uh, that was the beginning of, uh, of feeling better. I, I think what I had, I think I had the double whammy. I had a really bad head cold. It was my own fault, and then I picked up that thing. What's what's the doctor say? That what, whatever's that going, around. going around. Yeah, yeah, I had a little of that. <laughs> I still think that's hilarious. And Jason was sick, and and you had the same thing. But Jason was sick, and he says, "Dad, I got to, I, I, I got to go to the doctor. I need something." And the doctor says, yeah, you've got something. It's that thing that's going around. What is it? Uh, we really don't know. It's a thing that's going around. You just want to just and, take care. And listening to our theme coming back, uh, your dreams were your ticket out. You know what? Our ticket out now, Howard, is the Powerball. That, that's our only ticket out. <laughs> that's the only dream that we might have. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday, though. We've talked about this before. Uh, when the Powerball and Mega Millions about a month ago were up there in the billion range, right? We made sure every week, every drawing day, Nancy made sure that we would drive through Gumby's and get our ticket. Drive through Gumby's, get our ticket. Now that it went back down to something normal, like you know, only ten million or it's whatever. peanuts. Yeah, it, we don't stop anymore. We don't get a ticket anymore. It's not. Ah, it's not worth it. I, you know, it's just it, we are all dumb like that. We're all just absolutely dumb like that. Temperature dropping a little bit. Uh, Fifty-six degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Fifty-one at the Highlands. Forty-three. In my backyard in Elm Grove and 48 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be a partly sunny day, daytime high up to around 73. Going to talk a little Halloween conversation coming up in a minute or two. Also going to talk with West Virginia's Democratic Party Chair Mike Pushkin um, about the state of the party as they have prepared for their big party event, the Roosevelt Kennedy Dinner this weekend. We'll get into that. And child care. We're about to hit what they're calling the child care cliff, and it's going to be bad news for a lot of families in West Virginia. WVU Professor William Franco coming in to talk to us about that. If I have time, I want to get into the Congressman Mooney mailing story. You can read about it. Stephen Adams wrote about it uh, on the Intelligence website or in your newspaper. I think he wrote about it yesterday or the day before. Uh, I've been trying to get Stephen to come on and talk. He's been so busy with so many different things that... I haven't been able to get him on, but I want if we have a chance, I want to talk about it with uh, with Bob and I. And with you, my friends, you can call in if you'd like to, 304-232-8255. That is the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, uh, or the Frio Stack Auction Service text line is 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. We were talking last hour about how... So many things are are jiving together here, and really just the city of Wheeling, in my opinion, is moving up and uh, a renaissance, if you will. The northern end of the downtown area, Suspension Bridge is now lit up. Uh, That tells me they must be getting close to finishing their work on that bridge. I don't know that for sure, but the bridge is lit up. looks gorgeous. 
Uh, the Doris apartment building across the street was lit up this weekend. Bridge Tavern has finished some of their renovation work. They've got some nice new outdoor lighting. So if you drive by at night in that little section of town, it really looks nice and energized and exciting. Uh, Wheeling in just over the weekend, uh, a company was, was uh, decided on. They had six applicants, and they decided on one company to oversee creating whatever they're going to do there, tear the wheeling in down, put in new whatever. And now the uh, Des, 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 Desmore, I think it's Desmore, Desmond Company is going to develop the actual plan. So a lot of stuff uh, is happening. And I mentioned uh, in the center of the town, of course, is uh, Waterfront Hall, which we talked about with Dan Millison uh, recently. I'm very excited about that. From the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, speaking of Waterfront Hall, Howard, a blues show this past Tuesday, the place was packed. Tuesday night in Wheeling, the place was packed. Who would have ever thought that would be possible? That's a great point because uh, that doesn't happen very often. And it's, 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 it's certainly the blues shows are a good draw, but it is an example of what I've said about Waterfront Hall. It's become a spark plug of activity there in the Water Street leading up to the Heritage Port. I, I truly believe this, and I truly believe that I might not be here, live to see it, but I think one day they'll be mentioning Dan Millison the same way that you and I mentioned Jack Liphart. The, the man that had the vision, the man that started the ball rolling because I really hope that I'm here. I, I, I think Water Street is just going to take off like wildfire. I have felt for decades, literally decades, that that was a key to development downtown and specifically to the Heritage Port. And it's been always a problem because the, there are not a lot of buildings fronting on Water Street. And those that are were owned by longtime owners who didn't want to give them up. And when Barry Supply decided to move and the building became available, Dan Millison bought the building and then uh, took, what do you say, three years to kind of figure out a plan uh, to make it work. But it's exactly what I have felt for years needed to be done down in that, in that area. And I think there's potential for more of that now. Well, let's keep an eye on what happens with Wheeling Coffee because it, it, it's for sale, right? Yes. And, and I think and, we and, need and, someone with Dan's vision to come in there and start that wrapping around the block right there. And as I understand it, and I, if I'm wrong, I, I'm happy to be corrected. As I understand it, it's Wheeling Coffee, the old Wheeling Coffee and Spice building itself, which has the roasters upstairs and the, the coffee shop was downstairs, uh, the buildings attached to it are all part of the sale deal. So there are multiple, I don't know if there are multiple buildings, but it's not just Wheeling Coffee and Spice, that little stretch, I think. So that's a great, I think, opportunity for someone just to spin off and to add on to what uh, what Dan has done. And if you look at sort of the, the, how you, how you, the flow of things, you got Waterfront Hall. If something would occur in that old Wheeling Coffee and Spice stuff, and then it leads right up the street to River City, which is currently in the middle of renovation work. I'm telling you, Bob. I can really feel it, Howard. I, I, I really feel because it, it, it's look. It's no surprise that the, the, these kind of neighborhoods or uh, areas like Pittsburgh, the, it, it works. It's it's where people park, and they say, "Well, let's walk down here. Well, let's go down to Nail City." And then well, that that is the vision, and that that's exactly what's going to happen. I, I, it is happening to some extent. It's going to happen even more. And again, uh, thanks for the texture because it's a really good point. Um, who would have thought on a Tuesday night? In Wheeling, West Virginia, there would be a packed house there at Waterfront Hall. So things are moving. Absolutely, things are moving. Thank you for the text off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Hey, speaking of our friends. Speaking uh, Shane, of. Uh, what's that? Yeah, speaking <laughs> of our friends, Shane Stack and Jim Frio, uh, they have the uh, big city of Wheeling and Ohio County Commission vehicle and excess equipment auction coming up. 
And there is everything. When I say everything, there's cars, there's Jeeps, there's trucks, there's street sweepers. There, there's a let's buy a street sweeper and you know a lot of radio stations have a vehicle of some kind you know back in my old days back in the put walk, our logo on our watchdog sweeper room, we had the uh, we had the, uh, the the giant boombox let's get a street sweeper make it the watchdog street sweeper well we can bid on it Howard because there is one here in the <laughs> listing I mean there, there's lots and lots of stuff you have to go there to Frio Stack. Uh, dot com and uh, check it all out. Uh, the uh, actual auction is not this Saturday, Howard. It is next Saturday, November the fourth, beginning at uh, the auction begins at ten. And as we often say, when Jim says ten, yeah, the 10 hammer comes down at ten. That's when he says He doesn't say, "Oh wait, I see somebody coming in here." No, no, it's ten. We, we started. <laughs> uh, inspection begins at nine. The uh, this will be at the City Operations Center in Clater. Uh, in Wheeling. So if you want to take a look at all the vehicles, the snow plow, they've got a couple of snow plows. They've got, it's a uh, salt spreaders. Assorted lights, concrete planters, concrete garbage cans, fire pits. I, thought I could go for an outdoor fire pit, Howard. You know, you've got the Jeep now. But for that, when that brief period of time when you didn't, didn't have anything, I think it would have been cool if you'd gotten a, like a, a street sweeper and you could just use that for <laughs> Make your Make a little money on the way to work. Use that for your vehicle. I don't know. And again, I want to remind everyone, I, I, I forgot exactly, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, my oldest son got his vehicle at, at one of these city auctions, and it was a great buy, and uh, it was a great deal, and a uh, great vehicle. So it, check it out. It is November the 4th, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the following Saturday. Uh, auction it begins at 10 the inspection at 9 a lot more info including looks listing of all the things that are available at frioandstack.com online so check all of that did out. did you see the massage table i uh, know massage table uh, massage yeah chair and uh, I, I i i think they got a bid coming in from cleveland i just wonder if it's a cleveland quarterback uh, g- going for the massage <laughs> chair howard spa's chair yeah i have to check that out hmm Spot chair. It's all right then. Uh, Eight eighteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A little Halloween talk coming up. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious Rav4 turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now explore Toyota like never before with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Hail WV. Off the left side. He'll go in untouched. Touchdown, West Virginia. He's This Saturday, WVU clashes with UCF in Orlando. And he's in. It's a touchdown to the end zone. And it is a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Our coverage begins at 9 a.m. on the official radio home of Mountaineer football. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Dance a little closer to me. Dance a little closer now. Dance a little closer tonight. Dance a little closer to me. Cause it's closing time and love's on sale tonight. If it's five and nine. It is uh, 8 20, 20 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking, we're roaming around uh, the upper 40s into the low 50s, 58, uh, 56 at the uh, airport, 51 at the Highlands, 43 in Elm Grove, and 48 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Partly sunny, a high around 73 today, and the same tomorrow. Some showers on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, beginning of next week, eech, uh, Adam Bike says by midweek next week, we might, 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 not for sure, but might see flurries. So I guess the seasons are changing. The seasons, they are changing. That's all right, Howard. It'll be 80 in a couple weeks. It's the way it's been going. That's true. We are four days away from All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. Which is a big day for Howard. It is in uh I, I'm thinking more and more about getting my Jim Justice costume out if you come up and be Bray Carey, though. You got my money? I've been practicing, Howard. I got one line. You got my money? <laughs> um, Trick-or-treat night, 5, uh, 6.30 until 7.30 on uh, Halloween night in the city of Wheeling. Other areas, of course, have a variety of different times as well. But uh, there was a long Facebook post, a long Facebook series of posts recently Suggesting that trick-or-treat time needs to be longer than an hour. Uh, the, the woman who started off says um, most towns do one and a half or even two hours. One hour is too rushed. Uh, how do we get trick-or-treat time longer than an hour? I think that uh, the official trick-or-treat time is, uh, I'm like you, Bob, you said earlier, when I was a kid, it was never long enough. But as a parent and as a citizen of the city, I, I think an hour is, is enough. People start early. Stay a little bit later. I mean, I don't, I don't turn the light on at 6.30 and turn it off at 7.30. I turn it on earlier, and as long as I see people around, I hand out candy. You know, I, I would imagine it was between the years, what, Howard, 10 and 12, maybe 9 and yeah. 12. Yeah. You know, that, that's a big night for a kid. Yes. And at least it was in our neighborhood. Absolutely. And we would give it some thought. On, on Overbrook Avenue, we have one big hill. And somebody came up with the idea of, okay, let's start there. Let's walk up the hill. Let's don't waste our precious time walking up the hill during the actual hours of trick-or-treating. Trick let's get up there first, and then we'll get that out of the way. So we gave it some thought, and I think back in our day, what, an hour and a half, or was it two hours? I don't think it was ever two hours, but it might have been an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure it was. It yeah. gave you time to do the whole neighborhood because – Again, you got your neighborhood's a lot bigger than mine. Uh, you couldn't do all of Elm Terrace in an hour. Yeah, but but there are a couple of ways to look at that from the kids' point of view, and it is a kids' uh, event, and I'm that's the way I look at it. But f we give out a couple of hundred pieces of candy in because you hour. see those cars with the high plates on them higher in an hour, and they usually uh, come. And I, again, I don't have a single problem with that. 
People who are in neighborhoods where they don't have a place to trick-or-treat or they want to get more, I'm okay with that. I don't have any trouble with that at all, but I'm not sure that I – and they're always stragglers. So, But we give out about 200 pieces of candy in the one-hour period of time. Uh, at some point, I don't want to buy too much more candy. Well, I would say this. For the for the folks that you just described that, uh, that you don't have a problem with, okay, I don't have a problem with either, I would bet your neighborhood is – really got a bullseye on it because there's a lot of homes there and it's pretty safe over there. You don't have to worry about people flying up and down the streets. And again, you have to hustle to get all those houses in, in an hour. I don't think you could do it. Well, you could be on I roller mean, skates. I mean, look, you can barely do in, in my neighborhood. If you got Fernwood, Gaywood, you got Elm Crest over the other side, just yeah, you almost have to target where are you going to go? You know what? Howard's uh, house. Make sure you come to Howard's house. <laughs> I always have candy. I always have a little conversation with the kids. Um, and you know, my I have just only a couple of rules. I don't care how old you are. You can be 102. Just you have to do something that resembles a costume. Smear a little, you know, uh, black paint on your face, and or get a bag and tell me you're a hobo. I don't care what you do. You have to have a costume, and you have to say trick or treat or Something of that nature. And I'm going to tell you, I will hold to that. There have been a couple of, you know, belligerent older kids who would come and just open the bag. And I would just, what do you say? And I was like, give me a candy. You got, you, you've got to say, I've been afraid a couple of times I might get a bam right in the face from these guys. But uh, I, I will not. You will not get candy from me if you do not say trick or treat. Those are my rules. Other than that, I'm okay. Again, I start a little bit early. Nancy usually, actually, what we usually do is I hand out the candy at our house. Um, my daughter in law and, and son will take Teddy wherever he's going to go. And he's debating whether he wants to go through our neighborhood or go to some of his other friends' neighborhood. I don't know where he's going this year. Um, and Nancy will go down to their house and hand out the candy at their house so we have everything covered. Um, I love it. It, it, is, it is one of my favorite nights of the year for me to sit there and hand out the candy and talk to the kids, and, and ha- I just have fun. And that certainly is a good memory for me. You know, you only get a couple of those years where you get to run around the neighborhood with your buddies. You know, there's no, not much supervision. You just, uh, you just go and you enjoy trick-or-treating. You know, you're right. You said it earlier, about 9 to 12, from, that's about the period of time uh, after that, you still go out, but then it's not quite the same. Those early years. Oh, fun, yeah. Uh, you know, the only year that I think I got in a little bit of trouble was um, went out with a, a friend of mine to go trick-or-treating. And when we came home, she and I had traded costumes. And my mom wasn't exactly sure what had happened. What happened there, Howard? <laughs> what happened out there on the trick-or-treat trail? But <laughs> Anyway, so... I'm curious if you have some thoughts on this. 304-214-1600 uh, is, an, is an hour of that long enough? I, I, think, I think the answer is yes. I mean, I can see it being longer. I don't have a, I can see that. But I think to balance everything out, to balance the need for the kids to get around, to balance the need for the people handing out candy to just, you know, there's got to be a point at some point you're going to say enough is enough. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer, Howard, but what we don't want to happen is people getting back into cars hurrying, hurrying, and you know, and, and that's the most dangerous thing that can happen. We, we, we can't have that. And that is a serious concern. Safety is a huge concern on that night. And I do say this uh, over all the years that I've lived, well, I've lived all my life in Elm Grove, but all the years as an adult that I've lived on Halloween, you know, handing out candy, 
Uh, the city of Wheeling police are visible. They sometimes just slowly cruise the street, just kind of like a reminder that we're here. Um, I will also say this, though. I don't know what things are like on uh, Overbrook Avenue. We have fewer houses giving out candy now than we used to. When, a number of years ago, every house in our street was lit up and everybody gave out candy. Now we have, geez, maybe a third of them. Uh, maybe I'll stretch it closer to a half, but I think maybe a third. A lot of folks just aren't either aren't doing it or don't want to do it. Or the ones I hate are the ones that run out right at you know they run out and get out of town at six thirty. It's like I don't want anybody to see me. Another memory, Howard. I can see the look of the poor lady's uh, face uh, checking us out at the old AMP when we went in there and bought ten dozen of eggs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole different story now. I try and stay away from that and. Uh, you know, the, the, the toilet paper case seems to occasionally get a little little thin uh, at, uh, <laughs> at Halloween time. There are a couple of trunk or treats I want to mention for you. My church, Vance Church, is doing trunk or treat on Halloween night, uh, Tuesday, October 31st, 5 to 7. So it kind of overlaps with the city's time. You can maybe get some trunk or treat at our place. We're also, In addition to the, the vehicles that will be out in the parking lot of Vance Church, uh, the trunks will be open and there will be candy inside. Uh, we will also have hot dogs and some games and stuff like that inside the building. So if you want to come in and do that, you can do that. It's 5 to 7 Advanced Church. So, again, you can kind of get a little bit of the uh, the neighborhood trick-or-treating and then spend some time with us as well if you uh, would like to. It's a great way to have a safe and fun trick-or-treating. The Osiris Shrine has a trunk-or-treat event going on. Sunday, October 29th. So it's uh, that's this Sunday, right? The 29th. You want to make a special appearance, uh, Governor Justice and Bray Carey? You want, to, you want to head over and do our stick? You got my money. <laughs> we could, well, I'm, all I want is goodness. I just want goodness for everybody here in the state. And if any of you would like to maybe buy some property or businesses, I've got them because, uh, uh oh, Bray? Bray, what are you doing here? You got my money. Oh, thank God. Bray, some money. <laughs> the Osiris Shrine Trunk or Treat is Sunday, October 29th, this Sunday, from 2 to 4. From 2 to 4. Free event for the community. You don't have to be a Shriner to be part of it. If you want to set up your car, you can do that. You can start decorating at noon. Looks like that should be a lot of fun. And this is not Trunk or Treat, but I did want to mention this weekend as well in the church I preach at, Dillonvale Presbyterian, up in, cleverly enough, Dillonvale, Ohio, uh, the annual Hugh Smith Pancake Breakfast is coming this Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the uh, Dillonvale Presbyterian Church. It's a fundraiser. The breakfast includes pancakes, sausage, fruit, coffee, or juice. Adults, five bucks. That's a pretty good price. I mean, geez, five bucks for pancakes, sausage, fruit, and coffee. Um, kids, three dollars. Um, and as I said, I'm not necessarily encouraging this, but uh, I will be preaching at Dillonvale on Sunday. Uh, we preach, uh, the church service starts at 9.30. I'm usually done about 10.20 or so. So you can come up and listen to me preach and then head on downstairs and grab some pancakes and sausage if you want to. The annual Hugh Smith Pancake Breakfast. All right, it's 8.31, 21, uh, 29 till the hour here. <coughs> Excuse me, on the Watchdog uh, Morning Show. Do you, do you decorate for Halloween? Do you put stuff out? No. 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 That was a pretty firm no. That was a pretty firm no. We do a, we do a good bit. About uh, one in five, the most, about one in five people. You said we? We. What do you mean Nancy puts the decorations out? The Monroe family will have decorations out. That's, (laughs) that's, that's, uh, that's, that's that's what I meant. Uh, Nancy does, I mean, she really does it up because she, and we do, we've, we've always done it for our kids and now with Teddy. So we have 
every year we had another blow up outside, you know, which a cat, whatever. Um, I, I, I love those things in the yard. Get a spotlight to light them up. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, and then she does the lights. She does the lights around the door. And, and she spends forever trying to find just the right little decorations, the right thing to hang on the door, you know, and stuff, because she wants to, the house to look festive. Is festive the right word? I guess I festive. would say yes. Yeah, for, for Halloween. Um, the first week of October, the most popular time to put your Halloween stuff out, which is probably when we began. Um, 15%, 15 of the people say they, they put their Halloween decorations out before October 1st. I don't like that. You know, I don't like to rush the season now. Let's have them out on time. Um, 79% of people surveyed said they will be decorating in one way or another this year. You do a pumpkin? I'm not even going to have a stinking pumpkin. Not even a pumpkin? Not nah. Have a pumpkin? Nah. You're not going to carve your own pumpkin? No. I might answer the door and give some candy out. Okay. All right. Well, that's the key thing. That's the key thing. So Halloween is coming four days away, uh, in case you're curious. A bit later on, if we have time, I'll talk about what the most popular candy to give out is and what the most popular candy that what we do give out and what kids wish we would give out. We'll talk about that coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. And coming up in the next half hour, uh, Mike Pushkin's going to join us. Mike, of course, the Democratic Party chair in West Virginia. And we're going to talk about the Roosevelt Kennedy dinner that's coming up this weekend down in Charleston. And what exactly uh, do you do to celebrate, to get your team energized when you got people defecting right and left from the Democrat to the Republican Party, and when you're in the tiniest minority, it's possible. What do you do? Mike's got a pretty optimistic point of view, and he'll join us coming up in the next segment of the show. Right now, though, it's 833, 27 till the hour on a pleasant morning. and going to be a pleasant day today as we head over to the news desk of WTRF-TV and the very pleasant Taylor Long. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on